Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Byrne. It's time for the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. And I'm just checking in on you. Just checking in to see how it's going. The first week of 2023. Holidays are over. You know, you got to do that sad thing of taking down the tree. Ah. Oh. Is there anything sadder than taking down the tree? You feel great, though, when it's all over, when all the decorations and everything's put away. There is a certain level of relief, but taking them all down, you know, you feel like you lost an election. <laughs> like you're working for us. I always pictured that, like, you know, what that must be like to, like, lose, like, a, pres- a presidential election. Like you're to the point where most of the free world actually is kind of knowing your name. If you're, you know, the standing president rerunning, the, everybody knows your fucking name. And all of a sudden you lose. And all those glad handers slapping you on the back. Yeah, the Elvis entourage. You tell a little joke. A guy walks six paces over to a wall and slaps it as if anything has ever been that funny. Uh, which is something I maintain. Nothing has ever been so funny that you had to run out of a room. Um, some of these TV shows you'll see, somebody will make a joke and then they themselves actually run out of the room. <laughs> which to me, I feel is sort of the end zone dance of telling a joke or maybe those idiots who get like a first down. Or my favorite, my favorite, you're down by 20 and you stop the running back for like a one-yard loss, and you get up flexing and stomping around for whatever fuck. I don't even know what it, because I guess you don't give a fuck that the team's going to lose. Is that what it is? Oh, old man, Bill. That's what I'm going to change the name to this podcast to. Bill complains about shit. All right, here's some new shit that's out that I'm sick of people complaining about. Tesla's. All right, I know the guy that runs it's a fucking laminated-faced cunt. We all know that. We all know he's a nerd who's trying to be cool now. Hey, I'm smoking a joint. Hey, I got wacky things to say about stuff, you know? Stay in your lane. Get back in chemistry class and fucking do something with a beaker. Whatever the fuck it is you brainiacs do. He's trying to be the life of the party. That's where we are in this country right now. The fucking nerds are trying to fucking put the lampshade on their head. You don't put the lampshade on the head. You design the lamp. <laughs> um, anyway, oh my God. There's anybody you don't need to hear more from is the Tesla guy. Oh, what does the Tesla guy think about this? I'm sick of all of his wacky ideas with tunnels and all of this shit. Just go do it. Maybe he's like trying to drum up more money. Is that what it is? I don't know what. But I'm sick of people shitting on the Tesla. All these gas combustion people, these fucking idiots going like, you know, at the end of the day, I can fill up my tank of gas in 10 minutes. I don't need a half hour to beep up, but up, It's like, hey, fuckhead, you have a charger at your house. Imagine if you had a gas pump at your house, Right? And every morning you woke up with a full tank of fucking gas. Stop acting like stopping for gas two, three times a fucking week isn't a pain in the ass, especially if you're on a budget. If you're putting in five here, 10 bucks here, whatever you do, right? You're forever going to a gas station and there's that stupid cunt, right? 
Well, you know, there's like there's like two people almost done filling up their gas tank and, and you're and you're two cars behind and you're sitting there praying to God that the person in front of you is clocking this. All right. And what happens is the guy, the, the first guy. He pulls out, meaning the second car in line and goes around the other guy who's just finishing up. And what does the cunt do in front of you? Do they wait? And just wait for that person all the way in the front to get the last couple of drops of gas in to pull off. So then they pull all the way up and you can get in there. Nope. No, they do not. They pull right in, get out. Their dumb fat ass starts pumping the car. And you're looking at them like, what the fuck? And their big gulp brain never puts two and two together. Don't act like that isn't happening. All right? They're fucking incredible cars that are as fast as a fucking motorcycle with people and groceries in them. And then what do they do? They show videos of like, look at when you put it in self-driving mode, it ended up hitting something. How does your car do in self-driving mode? Oh, that's right, it doesn't have one. All right, they're gonna figure it out. All right? And there's gonna be some people that are gonna have to die along the way. How do you think we got to where we're at in aviation? Scuba diving? Bridge building, people fucking died. And you know what? I bet right along the way, right at fucking Kitty Hawk, there was some cunt sitting there on their horses going, see, that's why, you know, I'll tell you right now, you know, my horse doesn't leave the ground and I don't fucking, right? Meanwhile, you get thrown off it like Christopher Reeves and break your fucking neck, but nobody brings that up, do they? Ah, oh, Bill, did you have to go off on Superman? I loved Christopher Reeve. All right, he's dead. His suffering is over. You know, I wonder if he would have done the self-driving thing. I mean, I think if you're crazy enough to play polo, I mean, the shit that can happen to you on a horse anyway, the fact that you're leaning over with a croquet mallet, I mean, it's just fucking, isn't that inevitable? I'll tell you one of the most fucked up ones ever was the, uh, what was it, Bill Shoemaker? The guy rode horses his whole fucking career, never broke his neck, then fucking got in a car, got in a car accident, and then broke his fucking neck. Wasn't that part of that Alanis Morissette song? Isn't it ironic, don't you think? Do you want to hear my Alanis Morissette joke from fucking 25 years ago when that song came out? You know that one where she came off like, it was so funny. Like, she was sitting there bitching about her ex-boyfriend, just coming off like the kind of person you would break up with. Where she was just going like, huh? Right? And she said that line, you know, Did you forget about me, Mr. Duplicity? And it was a, uh, would she go down on you in a theater? Talking about his new girlfriend, would she go down on you in a theater? It's like, no, she wouldn't. I'm going to marry her, you fucking whore. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Every once in a while, like, I go for big air. I go for big air and I miss the ramp. Um... You don't marry a woman that blows you in a movie theater. Um, oh, geez, I got an incoming call here. I hope this isn't going to fuck with the podcast. Hang on a second. Um, all right, I'm back from the phone call. Shaking that off. Now, what if a guy went down on a woman in a movie theater? Would she marry him? All depends on what he's making. And that's what it comes down to, everybody. Okay? That's how it's done. Um, out here in the streets, um, it's been raining. That's why this podcast is a little fucked up. It's been raining for like, I don't know how many days out here, which is great. 
You know, L.A., we need the rain. We need the rain to watch it go down the L.A. River and just go out to the fucking ocean so these stupid fucking assholes can then tell us that we're in another drought. Why don't you guys, I don't, I still don't, you know what, every time you go like, well, why don't you fucking corral, is that the right word, with a liquid? Or do you do that with a solid, like a, like a, like cattle? You corral cattle. You gather nuts and berries. What the fuck do you do with water? Whatever that means is stick it in a giant container. Whatever that fucking word is. Why don't they do that? And they, oh, there's no money in it. All the money is in destroying the planet. I don't understand. How do you, how do you turn that one around? Maybe Elon Tesla can work on that one. Um, anyway, uh... The fuck else am I wanting to talk about? Oh, so the other night, you know, I'm taping the Bills Bengals game, right? And I'm watching the garbage truck videos with my uh, my little boy, and all of a sudden I get a text message like, "Oh my god, are you watching the Bills game? So sad." And I'm thinking like, "Oh my god, what happened to the Bills now?" You know, I mean, every time they go in a positive draw, I'm thinking, you know, they pick six. You know, Josh Allen, you know fucking blew out his ACL. I had, you know, in 50 years of watching football, that has never happened. I don't think that's ever happened. Like the odds of that, um, un- unbelievable. I'm glad I wasn't watching it because I just saw like the highlights and the looks on the players' faces and everything. I'm kind of glad that by the time I saw it, I knew that they had gotten that poor kid to the hospital. And even though he's in critical condition, at least he's there with, you know, you know, the the people that know what they're doing. Yeah, Bill, it's called a hospital. All right, thank you. I will tell you the one funny thing about it, though. All right. And this is a comedy podcast, so you have to go with this. All right. I have it's my job to find the knock knock joke within the horror. The funniest thing was I heard this this lady on ESPN and she was uh she was talking about like how close the Buffalo Bills are. She goes, "You know, of course they're distraught. This is a really close team. You know, there's not a lot to do out here in Buffalo and blah blah blah." And I just bursted out laughing. It's like, "Did she just low-key trash Buffalo?" <laughs> it was just picture him like, "Hey Josh, what do you want to do?" You want to go get some more wings? Ah, oh, man, I can't, I can't get any more wings. Uh, what do you want to do? I want you to come over and play Madden, right? Then they hang out. I'm like, hey, Josh, you ever feel like, you know, it's not like I don't feel lucky, but you ever feel like playing for the Bills, you kind of don't feel like you're in the NFL when you play a home game? But then when you go on the road, you're like, oh, yeah, that's right, I am in the NFL. But, like, when you play a home game, you ever, you ever just kind of feel like you may be, like, in – in like the CFL or something, you ever feel? I mean, I mean, Canada is right there. Yeah, you ever think that, Josh? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I guess I kind of do. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you shared that with me. I, I, I feel closer to you. <laughs> anyway, um, I don't know. I don't know what else to talk about. That's just a fucking horrific situation. But I thought it was fucking hilarious that even during that time, someone still had to take a fucking shot. At Buffalo. Now, there's no fucking way there's not a lot to do in Buffalo. I've been to Buffalo, okay? There's plenty of places to drink. There's plenty of good food, okay? 
I don't know who's making the tables out there, but they got to be making a killing. Um, they got a minor league ballpark out there that was very impressive. I mean, fucking Rick James lived out there. There must have been some fun to have, right? Um, I wonder if she got any shit for that. I'm just going to say that during a time like this, when thoughts and prayers should be thoughts and praying in the Buffalo direction, for you to make fun of, you're killing our tourism. They got Niagara Falls. That used to be an amazing thing to go see, you know, but now you can watch like fucking beheading videos, you know, while you're on the shitter. I mean, it takes a lot to get people to go. Is that one of the wonders of the world? What an innocent time, you know, when they actually had wonders of the world. Like, I wonder how this happened. You know, now there's just answers. There's always some douche that's got to be standing there giving you all the fucking answers. Look at this. Look at the Grand Canyon. This is one of the wonders of the world. Uh, actually, it was created by uh, during the Ice Age. Shut up. Can't you just let me be stupid? Underrated. Not knowing shit. Right? Just fucking sitting there, drinking a Slurpee, eating something that's leading you to a fucking heart attack. There really is something to be said about staying dumb. You know? You always think you got the answers. Everything's easy. Like, it's got to be really difficult to be fucking, like, smart, you know, like a scientist, right? First of all, not only, you know, now you're going to get signed on by some fucking corporation. You sign, like, the studio deals, like actors back in the day in the 40s and 50s. You sign on, and they're going to get credit. They get credit, and they own everything that you fucking create, you know, and you sell your soul, right? You probably got to bring your own fucking microscope, cheap fucks and you get in there and you got all of these mouth breathing morons with no fucking background whatsoever questioning your work like let's take uh elon tesla there right he's making the fucking cars that drive themselves now i don't know why he's doing that i don't know why we fucking need that i have no idea i just hope the satellite will make the cunt in front of me move all the way up to the other gas pump oh no we won't even be at gas pumps to the other charger? Is that, is that what it's going to be? Um, when they were talking about self-driving cars, like morons were posting pictures of train tracks. Like, oh, why don't you just fucking do this? Or like, why don't you just take a train? People who don't take trains were saying, we already have these things. They're called trains. People who didn't design a train People who like the train already exists and if everybody who was involved in training died. You ever think about that? If all of these people that run all of this shit, if they all fucking died, none of us would know how to get it going again. We just watch it all fall apart. Be like, that's an airplane. That knows how to fly if you know how to do it. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry. Sorry. I am in a weird move. I, I, am, I am here to defend Buffalo. I've always had a good time when I've gone out there. And uh, Buffalo is a lot like Philadelphia. Where in Philadelphia, when you go there, right, 
you like, you just think, man, nobody here knows how to read. It's just this overwhelming thought that this is just a high level of illiteracy. And the only other place that I feel that is when I go to Baltimore. I mean, sorry, Buffalo. Well, Baltimore too. Jesus Christ. Even every time, how many times are they going to try to build up the fucking bay? It's like, it's over. Nobody's going down there. Enough with the neon lights in the themed restaurants. Um, no, I don't think that. I'm saying when you go to Philly, as the locals call it, you ask anybody in Philadelphia where to get the best cheesesteak and every one of them says someplace different. You go to Buffalo, you ask them, where should I go? Should I go to Duffy's or should I go to that other fucking anchor bar? And they both look at you like, no, you don't go either place. That's where the tourists go. And that's like when, whenever they show those stupid fucking cheesesteak places in Philly, they always show uh, uh, Geno's, Pat's or Geno's, whatever the fuck it is. I guess all of those are like the Times Square of both of those cities. Like you don't go there. Um, and you know what's funny about all of that shit is it's not, you know, if you, didn't, if you don't live there, it's not really that good. You know what I mean? It's like poor qualities of meat. It gives you a fucking heart attack. You can't fucking move after you eat it. There's really no reason past a certain age to eat it unless you grew up there. Because you have that child sense memory. Like the amount of shit food in Boston that every time I go back and eat and immediately wish that I didn't. But while I'm eating it, like I go back to being six, seven, eight years old, right? Not a care in the fucking world. Not a care in the fucking world. No debt, no fucking problems. Just sitting there at McDonald's eating a fucking cheeseburger, whatever the fuck we used to go. You know? And you just, all you're doing is just going back to, oh my God, I was young. I had a full head of hair. I didn't have somebody bitching at me. I had no fucking deadline. And the food reminds you of how free you were before you got sucked into the matrix. So then what happens is tourists comes to your town like Boston and I tell these people, hey, you know where you got to go? You got to go here to get this. It's fucking amazing. And then my friends always go there. How? I'm like, oh, you, like you like it? And they're always like, yeah, it was all right. I was, you know, bread was a little, you know, bread wasn't that great. I'm like, what are you talking about? You start, you start getting all upset. Like I saw two comedians on a podcast arguing about what was better, a cheesesteak or a steak and cheese. And I'm from Massachusetts, so I'm like, without a doubt, it's a steak and cheese. But at the end of the day, nobody from Philly or Massachusetts could tell you what part of the cow that meat is coming from. I'm going to guess the hoof. <laughs> all right. Having said all that, every time I go to Philly, I get a cheesesteak. Every time I go to Buffalo, I get wings. And every time I go to Boston, I get a steak and cheese. And that's just it. And that's how it's going to be. And I am just staying at a nice, dumb level of cuisine. I like doing that. I don't like this, you know, this infused this, that infused that. I'm not into that shit. I like the straight heart attack. You ever see interviews of Jackie Gleason, like right before he died? 
The guy's literally sitting there. He's got like a highball glass with some sort of booze in it. And he's smoking a fucking cigarette. And you're looking at him like, this guy is going to drop at any second. He knows it. I, the whole fucking world knows it. And he didn't give a fuck. There's really something to be said about that. Is everybody's sitting there trying to eat healthy and organic food and all that. It's like, or you could go the other way. You could go the other way and just not give a fuck, right? And just smoke and drink and fuck and sock. Sorry, went Tony Montana there. Like, can you imagine just like never going to a heart doctor and just being like 50 pounds overweight and just ordering a hot fudge sundae? Like, how fun would that be? You know? Bringing, you know, because you're so full of fucking salt from whatever fucking shit you just ate. I don't know. I'm probably thinking all of this because it's the first 10 days of the month when I go on my little fucking thing here. You know? Just so I can prove to myself that I have some sort of control in my life. <laughs> um, and isn't that what we all want to feel? <clears throat> um... Anyway, and through the magic of editing, I'm now driving down the street, not in a Tesla. I'm doing it myself. Um, oh, fuck. What else was I talking? I was talking about dying. Here's, here's a way to die that has gone out. You know, if you're not going to die like Jackie Gleason, where you're just like, listen, I'm eating fucking steak every night. I'm smoking a cigarette whenever my body tells me to. And I'm going to polish it off with a nice glass of fucking bourbon. If you don't mind, sir. Here's one that, that's gone away with the times. You know, back in the day, an admirable way to go out was drowning in your own puke. It was just a way that so many, you know, everyone wanted to be a rock star. And that was just, that was the way... That's the way they went out. And somewhere along the line, it, it got somehow defined as alcoholism and that it was this sad thing. But it wasn't. It was... <laughs> I mean, it was, but it was also it was great for the environment. You know? It's also a great way to become a legend. If you die before people realize what a cunt you are, like, the, they're, they're going to lay it on thick. They're going to lay, you know, all your friends are still alive. So they'll talk about how great you are. I'm not, now listen, I am not advocating drowning in your own puke. I'm just saying it's just child sense memory when it comes to this type of stuff. That's got to be the ugliest fucking house I've ever seen in my life. They're just, they're building it right now. Jesus Christ, they look like a fucking Arby's. Um... You know, that's one of the fucked up things out here in L.A. It's just the lack of zoning laws. Like, you can just basically build whatever the fuck you want. It's the only city I've ever been to. There'll be like a strip mall next to an old lady's house. And then there'll be a skyscraper. And then after that, there'll be some little hamburger stand. Yeah, you know, whatever the fuck you want to do. Go ahead and do it. We don't give a shit. Um, Sorry, I'm slowly going crazy here because... Uh, I was already, I was, I was, you know, bedridden during my Williams and pneumonia phase that my wife so 
eloquently put. And now I'm actually up and about. And I, I feel like I want to fucking go out and go do some shit. And uh, I don't know. I've been laying in a dark room for a few weeks. And now now the fucking... It's all overcast out. So I think I'm getting a little, uh, little fucking stir crazy. But I think it's the sun's supposed to come back. On Friday. That would be a nice thing. Out here. You know what amazes me though? Is if I had a plane... And I was instrument rated. I could just fly just above this shit. You know and how when you're underneath it, you don't think the sun is out. The sun's always out. You're just on the wrong side of the clouds, man. And I think that that's what this is about. Where is that siren coming from? Look at that fat shit getting out of his car. He's one of those fat guys that embraced it. You know what I mean? He's just dressing like he's in a biker gang and just got out of a fucking Kia. Look at this guy diagonally jaywalking. Olympic level. Holding onto his puffy coat. You can't zip it up anymore, can you? You got to hold it together. Holding it together. Am I the only one hearing a siren right now? Oh, there it is. All right, I'm getting over. Getting over. Oh, it's just the ambulance. Somebody ended a great life with a hot fudge sundae. Right to the fucking arteries. Um... Anyway, this would be a perfect day to go out and get a cup of coffee or two. You know, strike up a conversation with somebody old. If you went to the right fucking shithole. You know, now that I'm making fun of the architecture, I've never noticed there's so many fucking banks and churches out here. I commend anybody that still goes to fucking church. That's that's a that's a really uh, I think that's a really cool thing to do. I might start going back to church, you know. But I think when I go back, and like nobody notices that I left, I don't know that my ego will be able to handle it. So then I'll be like, "Fuck this place, man! Jesus was Portuguese, man!" And then I'll walk out feeling like a badass. Um. Oh, there's one of those pickup trucks that I hate—the four-door pickup truck with the four-foot bed. It's like, what? what is that? Is that a giant El Camino? Is it a station wagon that lost its fucking hatchback? Is that what... Like, either buy a fucking truck. Hey, Bill, maybe people can buy the truck they want. Maybe there's all different kinds of designs. Why can people only buy the pickup truck that you deem worthy? Oh, I'll tell you why. Because I am a, I am a white guy in his 50s. <laughs> Therefore, I think everyone should live by my rules. Um, you know what I do love seeing? I love seeing a retiree on a porch. You know? Just sitting there watching it going by. I always wonder what they're thinking. You know what I mean? I feel like if you live longer, you actually sort of like appreciate life. Well, there's somebody still with their Christmas lights up. All right. Nice. I like that. I don't like these cunts that throw their fucking Christmas tree out like December 26th. I feel like that says a lot about you. Like if I was in the FBI, I would definitely put them on like some sort of like potential spy. Right? Because, you know, they do they have Christmas in Russia? Do they know it's Christmas time at all? Um... 
I'm not sure if they have Christmas out there. It's a good question to ask. It's probably not a good question to ask. I could probably just Google it. Um, you know those Google smart people? They always have an answer because they have a fucking smartphone, but they don't retain anything that they say. Um, yeah, Bill, kind of like you. All right, listen, I'm not on this podcast to subconsciously hear all the fucking things that you're saying about me. Um, all right. And with that, I'm almost at my destination. Oh, Billy old man. Billy old farts here. I can wrap this up in the next minute and a half. We don't have any reads this week. Um, Surprise, surprise, the way I shit on some of the advertisers. Just some of their fucking shit. It's just so dumb. You know what I mean? They really gets to be a point where it's just like, are we really selling this shit? Um, Anyway, that's the Thursday afternoon podcast. Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. Um, oh, I wanted to ask. Here's an aviation question. Anybody out there fly a Zeppelin? Did any of the Goodyear pilots um, listen to this podcast? I think I asked on the last podcast. I never heard from anybody. Is the question that I have there is, uh, what is the your IFR restrictions? Can you get special VFR like a helicopter can because you fly so slow? And if you have an engine failure, like what happens? Do you just sort of float to the ground? Do you slowly let the, like let the air out of the balloon? Because I drove by the Rose Bowl and it was getting pretty fucking soupy out there. And those guys didn't seem like they gave a shit or weren't concerned. Or maybe the network was like, you fly to the end of the game. Well, you'll never fly a Zeppelin again. You understand me? All right, that's the podcast. Enjoy the music, and afterward we'll have a bonus, 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 a bonus half-hour episode of the Thursday afternoon just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. Have a great weekend. going on it's bill burr and it's the monday morning podcast for monday june 5th 
the first Monday of the fucking year. I gave you an extra one. That was for all of January. Sort of held the note, didn't I? I go fuck yourself. Whatever. Another year. Another year is started. I got to be honest with you. It's still Sunday, and I'm watching the tail end of the Dallas-Detroit game. I already know who wins. There's only a minute 29 left, and uh, I was watching the game in real time, and uh, Dallas scored to go up 24 to 20. So I ran upstairs to cut myself a little piece of apple pie like the fat fuck that I'm becoming quickly, and uh, I was in such a rush. I took the fucking – sorry for the echo. Echo! Uh, I'm downstairs, and uh, we don't have any enough furniture. What do you want from me? Okay? It's a goal of mine. At some point <laughs> in 2015, once I'm done paying for all the fucking horse shit that I had done down here, once I get that out of the way, maybe I can afford a fucking chair. So anyway, so I run up there, all right, like a typical football fan, okay, half a run, half a waddle, breathing through my mouth after three stairs, okay, after I had the audacity to scream at the fucking TV, you know, like, fucker, catch the fucking ball. I can't even run up 10 fucking stairs, winded, you know? First two steps, I'm running like a 12-second 40. By the time I get to the fifth step, I'm running like a 60-second 40. It's just going downhill. So I get up there, chop myself out a piece of pie, and I didn't even do that. I took the lid off the thing, the glass lid thing that our neighbors got us as a uh, housewarming gift, and I wasn't even looking, and I'm set it half on the counter, half into air, and it, it just shattered all over the place. I got to tell you, sweeping it up, I could tell how expensive it was. You know, people can tell you that something made out of glass is expensive, but you don't realize how expensive it is until you break it and you're sweeping it up and you feel that weight in the dustpan. Like, ah, that was, that was some quality glass. <laughs> so I already know that the Cowboys hang on to win this fucking game. Because a buddy of mine, Keith, texted me. And um, what kills me, the lovely Nia walking through. Um, And what kills me is uh, is all it takes is one person to walk in the room. I completely lose my train of thought. That's what kills me. Now, what the fuck kills me? The fuck was I just talking about? Nia, is this this another ADD thing? What? (laughs) Ah, oh, shut up. Easy as B-I-L-L-L-B-U-R. Fucking douchebag. What was he talking about? Um, God damn it. What the fuck was I talking about? Here, don't walk in the room when I'm doing the podcast, all right? Shut up. No, I fucking, I was, I was, I was going good there. Oh, Jesus. All right. Anyways, let's, let's try to retrace our steps. All right, I'm a winded fat guy. I'm running up the stairs. Cowboys are up. I break the lid. This is some quality glass. I go to fucking sweep it up. And I ended with, you know what kills me? And I, I have no idea. So evidently it wasn't killing me. So I was exaggerating. I'm already fucking bitching. In 2015, that's the heater. Hey, can you shut off the fucking heat, please? Yo! I swear to fucking God. Can you shut up the... (laughs) Can you shut up the heat, please? I did shut it off. Thank you. What is that sound? What is wrong with you? You sound like... I like... There's something about the echo. I feel like I'm in a locker room. You don't have to talk so loud, though. It's fun. No, it 
Well, it's fun for me. And this is my podcast. Hey, you want a podcast without screaming? Why don't you go fucking record one? Sorry. <laughs> because looks could kill. You know what, Nia? You got to get out. I got fucking ADD. I start looking at you. You got to get the fuck out of here so I can do the fucking podcast. Either grab a microphone or fucking beat it. Jesus Christ. I'm watching the end of the Cowboys game. Fuck it. Let's just go with this. You know what I love? Whenever a fucking NFL team wins a playoff game and then they cut to the owner's box and it's always like 12 fat white guys in J. Crew pullover sweaters like, Aah! We're all fucking excited. Woo! You know, you know, they all got a fucking, their assistants are all carrying for them. Bring that fucking booger sugar over to the fucking yacht, you piece of shit. Maybe I'll actually tip you. You're working for free. Someday you're going to work your way up in this, uh, this uh, facility. And they go down to the fucking, where do you park a fucking boat? Down the yacht, not down, no, not down the fucking docks, right? You get down there, okay? They tell their wives that they got some whatever the fuck they say, and then they go down there, they got their side piece, you know? Some fucking chick from Switzerland got her hair combed over in her face like Aaliyah, that chick from that movie with the rabbit that was a cartoon, but talked to the fucking guy who looked like Burt Young, who framed Roger Rabbit there, right? And what do they do? Uh, they fucking break it out. The chicks just sit there. They're psyched. All right, they're doing blow. They're not going to want to fuck. And they all are again. Look at him. Jesus, look at the guy in the red sweater. That's all stress eating. You know why that guy in the red sweater was that fat? Not because he's gluttonous, because he had to deal with Jerry Jones wanting to draft fucking Johnny Manziel, and he had to fucking talk him out of it. You know? And he just had ice cream and short ribs for the rest of the fucking year after he dodged that bullet. So anyways, anyways, let me shut off the fucking TV because this is going to be too goddamn distracting. Um, By the way, how many fucking football games are professional football players going to watch where they see a fucking jerk off, fumble the ball, and then the defensive player, rather than just falling on the fucking thing, he's got to pick it up and try to be a goddamn star. And what happens? Either you don't pick it up, it fucking squirts away, or you fucking get it slapped out of your hands. Unbelievable. Anyways, listen. Congratulations to uh, the Dallas Cowboys and to their fans. And you know what? To Tony Romo, because God knows he would have got blamed for that entire fucking loss. I'll tell you, that guy, man, I don't know what it is about him. You know, he got all the fucking tools. He ain't just got the, he ain't got the smarts, man. That's what the fuck it is. I remember one time, a long time ago, I had a ranch before my fucking divorce. You want to talk about Big D? Fuck Dallas. You should see when I paid this fucking twat, right? Goddamn bitch sitting on the fucking porch all day. Why don't you cut up some vegetables and put them in a pot, you piece of shit? She wouldn't do it. She, I tried sweet-talking her, Mark. Shut the fuck up and let me finish the story. This is my story. This is my fucking state. That fucking Tony Romo, let me tell you right now, he got a look in his eye like he a pheasant, but he smells a rat. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Stupid southern expressions. I swear to God, that boy, that boy would fuck a cow if he saw a roadrunner coming up to a goddamn snake balls. And that's true, too. You can put that in writing. So anyways, they've been fucking with this guy. 
for so goddamn long. He's had like a million fucking offensive coordinators. The problem is, is what, what's his face? Jerry Jones is an owner. Okay, he's, he's got, you know, you ever see a quarterback has got little happy feet in the pocket? Dancing around, trying to, he can't feel the rush, but he knows it's coming. Got a bad feeling about this one, man. Right? He's just fucking sitting there like that dude in platoon. Rather than planting his fucking feet, checking down the fucking receivers, right? Like I would do if I was tall and had talent. <clears throat> Anyways, he's got happy feet as a fucking owner. Anybody come down the fucking pike that's done anything in fucking football, that's got a little disco ball hanging over it. He fucking, he can't get enough of it. He cannot get enough of it. If he would just relax and let the coaches coach and the players play. Okay? Maybe slow down that elevator ride down to the fucking field. I think Dallas would be a lot further down the road. Okay? You gotta, you gotta stop blaming your stepson, Tony Romo. Whatever. Anyways, congratulations to the Dallas Cowboys. To their fans. And to that officiating crew that decided somewhere about four and a half minutes to go, like, hey, what do you say Dallas wins this game? Huh? You got it? You like that? On uh, three, ready, break. Boom. How the fuck was that not pass interference? Guy's running down the field like he's out of gas in the middle of nowhere, flagging down a fucking car that's coming from the other direction. Clear cut case of fucking pass interference. They don't, they pick up the flag. They pick it up. Then Dallas gets the fucking ball, and there's more pass interference. They don't pick up that flag. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying it was fixed. I would never say that. I'm just saying not with baseball. I'm a football, but I, I just feel that there was a, uh, you know, I just wouldn't, you know, come on. Can you let the players win the fucking game? I don't know. What the fuck are you going to do? Anyways, me and Paul Verzi went round and fucking round this week. About some sports shit. This, this is what, this is the kind of guy, when you listen to the Paul Verzi effect, the Verzi effect podcast, this is, this is the level of intellect of this man. <laughs> I know he's going to get pissed at me. I always do this because then he trashes me on his podcast. So here we go. This is my side of the argument. This is like listening to your parents argue through podcasting. He fucking texts me. He said, I think Cam Newton's going to have a big day today. Talking about when they're playing the Arizona Cardinals. All right. And this is the deal. Paul Verzi said Cam Newton was going to be a beast in the NFL. Classic Paul Verzi pick. He picks this fucking guy who nobody's ever heard of. Just like a 12th round pick. I mean, practically off the fucking board. And he just saw something in this guy. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was the national championship and the Heisman Trophy. I don't know what tipped him off to the fact that he thought that this guy was going to be a good player. But Paul Verzi, he sees things. And this is what he would say. Well, you know, a lot of, a lot of fucking Heisman Trophy winners don't pan out. Um, anyways, why don't you pick the second rounder who's going to pan out? Instead of hitching your, your fucking wagon to this guy who's got his goddamn ears stapled to the side of his fucking head. All right, so anyways, the nerve of me, the way I look to criticize that guy who looks like a Superman, right? Anyways, so I put on the fucking game, and lo and behold, the fucking Arizona Cardinals, they got a third-string quarterback in there. I mean, God bless them, but the fucking guy threw a screen pass, and he fell down. He looked like me after a couple of beers. All right, of course he's going to have a big fucking day. 
I know Arizona has a good defense. All right, Carolina fans, fucking relax. All right, but when the opposing team's fucking QB is falling down because he threw the football, you got to know there's going to be a lot of three and outs, at which point Arizona's defense is going to tire out, at which point Carolina's going to have their way with them. And I'll tell you, when you start doing stuff like that, you're going to have a big fucking day in the National Football League. Um... Anyways, I didn't actually watch a lot of uh, I didn't watch a lot of sports, but uh, Verzi was driving me up the. F- this is what this is what he did. Granted, he was fucking boozing it up last night, but he fucking texted me, and he's and you know I trashed him about how he said that Babe Ruth is the greatest fucking baseball player of all time, which is absolutely fucking ridiculous. And fuck all you baseball historians, okay, who are going to take out your reams and reams of fucking stats, all right. Here's, here's the fucking news. All of a sudden, I was just thinking, what's his face in, uh, in, uh, what the fuck, those, not Desperado, what's it called? Reservoir Dogs. Huh? Now, here's the news. Looks like saying fucking hot car lot out there. Um, Chris Penn, one of my favorites of all time. This man, this man who did his time, did it like a man. It's just gonna decide out of the fucking blue. Um, to rip us off. Oh, fuck, and I talked my way out of it. Now I don't remember what the fuck I was just saying. Oh, Jesus Christ. The fuck was I? Oh, Verzi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. If all you fucking historians, okay? If your guy played when only white guys were allowed to play, take 30% of those stats. And as The Rock says, turn it up sideways and shove it straight up your candy ass. Because they don't fucking count. Okay? They don't fucking count. Babe Ruth. Fucking guys getting shit face, banging hookers the night before the game. Then he goes out, throws a no-hitter, and hits four fucking home runs in the same game. That's like a beer league. You know what I mean? Give me a fucking break. Don't you think it's weird that that guy played a hundred fucking years ago? And since he played, there's never been another guy who could even remotely come close to doing that. To, to winning 20 games in a season and hitting 50 fucking home runs. Bo Jackson couldn't even do that. And that guy is arguably a Hall of Fame athlete in two different professional sports. He couldn't even fucking do that. You put him on the mound, he would have got fucking shelled. Give me a fucking break. Here's another thing, too. I don't know if you guys have noticed this shit, but once they let, quote unquote, the rest of everybody play, did you notice what happened to the white population in everything but hockey? It fucking plummeted. Plummeted. All right? But when Babe Ruth played, those fucking guys stayed in the league. You had me playing fucking shortstop. He's no better, see? He's no better. (laughs) Listen, I'm not saying Babe Ruth wouldn't hit fucking 600. I'll give him 600 home runs. Okay? I'm not giving him over 700. I'm not fucking doing it. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He maybe could have taken Mariano Rivera deep, but not every fucking time. Jesus fucking Christ. Give me a fucking break. 
What if stand-up comedy was only white guys? You know, Richard Pryor, Bill Cosby, fucking Eddie Murphy, just all of those guys. All of them out the fucking window. Give me a fucking, it's the stupidest fucking argument I've ever heard in my fucking life. And then to act like when you actually let everybody fucking play that the competition isn't way more intense. Way more fucking intense. And to sit there and say like, dude, the guys on base percentage. Shut the fuck up. Shut the, I don't want to, I don't, I don't even want to fucking hear. Dude, I'll tell you, and that goes for everybody. I'm not just picking on white guys here. Fucking, fuck Will Chamberlain's 100 points in a game. All right? I find Kobe Bryant scoring over 80 points like two, three fucking years ago was way more impressive than scoring 100 points, you know, dunking on Bob Cousy. Not saying that he's not a fucking Hall of Famer, but I'm just saying, come on. Give me a fucking break. Ah, Jesus, I'm on a fucking tirade here. And, and you know what kills me is Verzi calls me up. He goes, yo, he goes, Giannis Pappas. I don't know if you guys have ever seen him. He's absolutely fucking hilarious, okay? He said, Giannis Pappas is destroying your Babe Ruth argument right now. You're getting killed by Giannis Pappas, right? Which is fucking hilarious to me. It's like, Paul, how am I getting killed? I'm not there to fucking, I'm not there to hear it. I'm not there to defend myself. This guy's out there. He's punching at the air, okay? This is the thing about a character like Paul Verzi and Giannis Pappas, all right? These fresh-faced little kids, they were born in the late 70s, early fucking 80s, and they don't know a fucking thing that happened before the first George Bush administration. They don't know shit. They're the video game generation. They're rubbing one out to some fucking porn site. They grew up with a screen in their face, okay? I'm telling you, go out to one of their shows. See the look in their eye. They're twitching up there. Um, this is what I always say to Verzi. Whenever Verzi starts to annoy me, and I know it's his age, I just say, Paul, why don't you do me a favor? Why don't you go over there and go get yourself a malt and sit down and think about what you said, okay? And I actually texted him, told him to do that, and I said, while you're at it, why don't you go fucking buy Giannis Papas one, too? And if either one of you are listening to this clip, the next time I am in New York, you fucking cunts are out here, okay? We'll all go out. We'll have a couple, two or three, and I will listen to your fucking argument. I want you to explain to me how a man who never had to face the Pedro Martinez back then, the Mariano Rivera, the Josh Gibson, all of those guys off the fucking table. Jesus Christ, it's like a fucking five on three. The whole goddamn game. You scored a goal. Oh, my God, that's impressive. The fucking guy... He pitched no hitters and hit 50 home runs. I mean, give me a fucking break. He's a fat fuck. That's what kills me. Dude, you know I get his, dude, dude, his fucking hand-eye coordination. Oh, my God. Get the fuck out of here. Jesus Christ. I mean, look, look at the fucking 1920s. They didn't even know how to have sound in a movie yet. And then when they did, everybody was like, man, let me tell you, why I oughta. That was acting, and people got awards for that. He played baseball during that fucking time, okay? Let me tell you something. If you played baseball when your fucking card, your baseball card was in a cigar box, go fuck yourself. Okay, I'm not saying that you couldn't play today, okay? But take 30% of your stats, turn them up sideways, and shove them up your fucking candy ass, because I don't want to fucking hear it. All right? Paul Verzi. 
talking about his hand-eye coordination. Paul Verzi's also the fucking guy who told me Seabiscuit was an unbelievable athlete, a fucking horse. And you know why he said that? Because somebody on ESPN's Paul, you got to get on this podcast because I'm actually getting guilty. I'm fucking trashing you so bad. But I'm not. For the simple fact that you said someone was killing me when I wasn't even there to be killed. Who knows? Giannis might kill me. Who knows? He might. You know, he's got that ethnic name. Who the, who the fuck knows? He knows how to make some fucking baklava by fucking hand. Maybe he knows some shit about baseball. I would love to have either one of you fresh-faced kids convince me how, without a doubt, Babe Ruth is the greatest baseball player of all fucking time. And I'll tell you right now, I don't want to hear a fucking word about those stats. Jesus Christ. Look at, look at fucking basketball. If you didn't let black people in basketball, there'd be like three people in the league. Dude, I got to tell you, crazy Lake Johnson's back in the 40s. <laughs> he scored 120 points. Oh, God. All right. Uh, I know. I know. I, I fucking beat it to death, but I just had to make the point. Speak- Slash burr. All right. Okay. 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 Where the hell are we? Let's get back to the podcast here. Um, all right. A couple of things. Uh, I got to give a shout out to Stuart Scott, everybody, man. That guy, uh, one of the absolute legends of ESPN and watching that guy over the years as he was fighting cancer, uh, just the way he went after it, man. I, I really, I mean, I hope I never get it, but if I ever do, I hope I go at it the way that guy did it because, uh, that guy went out like a man. That's all I'm going to say. Stuart Scott going to miss you. Um, anyways, and then I got some Good news is uh, Nick DiPaolo. Nick DiPaolo, a comedian that everybody should be, everybody should know. And every time they make those dumb fucking lists, okay, who's happening, who's now, who's this, who's that in comedy, Nick DiPaolo should be on that fucking list. I don't care how short that list is. This guy is a comics comic. And I'm actually excited if you've never heard of the guy um, because you're going to get to discover the guy. Um, and I can give you, like, one of the best comics in the fucking country that not enough people know about. Nick DiPaolo has a brand new special out. Uh, I'm going to send you the link and all of that type of stuff. We'll have that up on the podcast page. And if you'd like to Google and uh, search him, uh, it's Nick. And then DiPaolo is D-I and then space capital P-A-O-L-O. Nick DiPaolo. Uh, Absolutely fucking fearless. And uh, I did a tour with him a long time ago. I told this story when I did Nick and Artie's show a long time ago, I, I did, um, I'd done the, uh, the Montreal comedy festival and the Montreal comedy festival, had, um, just for laughs is like huge up in Canada, but you know, people are starting to get to know him down here, but they had no idea who they were like 10 years ago when I went on this fucking tour. And, um, it was a sick tour too. It was Nick DiPaolo, me, Greg Giraldo, Rest his soul, uh, Tom Papa, Gary Gullman. Who else was on it? I mean, it was just it was just a killer bunch of comics, all great guys, everybody having a good time. And uh, I used to watch Nick when Nick would go out there. All of a sudden, he, like his chin would drop down to his chest, and he'd always be looking through his eyebrows, and he would just be going back and forth, looking through the crowd, all the way from stage right, slowly all the way to stage left. Stage left, slowly back, all the way over to stage right. I used to watch him do this every fucking night as he's telling these killer jokes. I'm like, what the fuck is he doing when he's backstage? His, his head is, he's, you know, he's got level flight here. He goes out there, his nose down. What the fuck is going on, right? 
And I finally realized what it was because the material he did, inevitably somebody was going to scream out at him. So what he was doing was he was ducking down. He was shielding his face, his eyes from the, the stage light. So he could see who said what, so he could tear him a new fucking asshole. I think I said on Artie's show, he was like a security camera, just going back and forth. He's one of my favorite comics of all time, and he's a great fucking guy. Um, so anyways, when I, when I do the Patrice O'Neill benefit next month, I'm going to try to get him on. He's out here. I know he did Joe Rogan's. He did Adam Carolla's, and uh, I think he did Jay Moore's podcast, too. He was trying to set something up with me, but he was all... It's all backed up or whatever. It just didn't work out between us. So that sucks for me uh, and my podcast and my listeners. But I promise you I'm going to get him on probably in the next month. I got to make it happen um, because it would be an honor to have him on. He's just fucking awesome. So anyways, moving on. Um, all right. Well, I went to another Rose Bowl, everybody. And I think I'm just now starting to recover. First of all, what a fucking game. I... Um, just the like the Rose Bowls are already unbelievable, but to add that whole playoff fucking atmosphere to it was just insane. And uh, this year, me and all the guys, we got over there. We were so fucking organized this year. We we had we had fucking everything. We had fucking everything: food, booze, other stuff. <laughs> Jason Lawhead put on a display of tailgate cooking that it, it was – he had a career year. That's what we were saying. He had a breakout. It was just fucking un- – it was the best breakfast sandwich I ever had. Then he made these ribs that were unbelievable. Then we went to the game, and at the end of the game, it was freezing out by then, and we were smart. That's how smart we were. We brought a cord of wood, and one of the grills we turned into just like a fire pit. And everybody else who was waiting for the traffic, every, all these people were coming and gathering around our little fire, going, you guys are smart. Oh, this is really smart. What I left out is we brought everything except fire. We forgot to bring a lighter. They were bringing the grills and they were bringing the charcoal. So I assumed that they were going to bring the fucking lighter. And I brought the lighter every year. So I guess that one was on me. I don't know what. But other than that, it was a uh, it was another amazing time. And... Um, it's fucking hilarious. We basically, we get into the game, got in on time because it's a fucking playoff game, right? And there was so many people getting tickets that I couldn't get four together. I got two and two. So we were like a couple rows, two, three rows in front of uh, Bartnick and Lawhead. And we're sitting there, you know, and I'm pretty, I'm not as bad as I was last year, but I was fucking, uh, I was feeling no pain. All right. I was definitely more than dehydrated at that point. And all of a sudden I see security walking out with Jason Lawhead and there's no Joe Bartnick and Jay is looking at him over at me with his hands like up, like what the fuck? And he's yelling at me and I'm going, Jay, Jay, where they take it? And I'm in like, I'm in the middle of this fucking row. There's like 30 people on one side, 30 on the other, this old school stadium, right? Total fucking fire hazard, right? I'm like, Jay, where you go, Jay? And he's fucking yelling at me. I can't hear and that you're whisking them out so fast, there's nothing I could do other than I just keep going, Jay, 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 what are they taking? <laughs> looking at me like, what the fuck? Turns out, uh, I don't know, Bartnick 
was outside. He was in the stadium, but outside the stands. I guess he had sat down or something and nodded off. And when he came to, there was like fucking 20 cops surrounding him because he's such a big guy. I thought they were like, they were like, what if this guy starts swinging? We're fucked. And they went down there and they told, I guess they looked at his ticket and they went up to get Jason. That's what they did. And they said, we got to, he's been overserved, which is the understatement for all of us for 2015. And uh, Lawhead, to his credit, the only thing he did better than cooking was talk his way out of that. He just kept going. Oh, come on, look at the guy. He, he, he's, he's a teddy bear. He's, a, he's, not, he's not hurting anybody. He's going to go up there. He's going to sit down. He's going to be, I mean, he's a, he just kept saying he's a teddy bear. And Joe was just looking, hey, you know, I'm a teddy bear. <laughs> Next thing you know, they fucking let him in. Fucking Lawhead, the politician, gets him to his seat. He sits in his seat and then promptly fucking passes out. And some lady behind Lawhead goes, hey, you're going to have to get him out of here. And Jay just looked at him and said, hey, hey come on. We, we talk, he's not hurting anybody. He's a teddy bear. Okay, listen. And she fucking jawed back at him. And Jay was just like, listen, if tell you what, if you just watch the game, you're not even going to see him. Okay? I mean, I can wake him up. If you want me to, I'll wake him up. I don't think you're going to like it, but I can't wake him up. And people just started laughing, and it was over. And we had a wonderful time um, seeing two of the top college football programs play each other. It was a hell of a game through two and a half quarters. And then uh, Oregon, I got to give a shout-out to the Ducks just for shutting up the FSU band. And I didn't have to hear that, that fucking tomahawk chop again. And, I, I, dude, I fucking called it. That band knows three songs. They know the school song, they play something else, and then everything else is the whole fucking game. And um, it was, I mean, I don't know. I would like to see a little bit of a closer game, but uh, I really enjoyed uh, the fact that they shut that band up. Nothing against FSU. I actually really like the Seminoles, and I've always loved that program. But um, somewhere along the line, that Tomahawk chopped just fucking... It would be like if at the Red Sox, like, you know how awful it is when they sing Sweet Caroline? Just imagine if they did that between every fucking inning. I mean, you'd want to kill yourself, right? If you were any sort of a human being, and that includes being a Red Sox fan. Because I want to jump off the fucking monster when I hear that fucking song just once. Oh, and you're looking around and fucking women putting their head on the fucking guy's shoulder. It's just like, ah. I, I don't know. Well, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I should be a little more positive about just shit like that. I have no idea. Um... What else? So it's a new year. Do I have any um, New Year's resolutions? Uh, yeah, I'm actually going to try. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious with this podcast. I'm going to try to lose my shit a little bit less, uh, especially when I drive. I, um, you know what really, I, I know this is an old comedy bit here, but what really fucking bothers me, and I, this, this is the, I, you know, rather than just saying straight across the board, I'm going to lose I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop losing my shit when I drive. I'm just pick, picking moments. Like, you know what I'm, I'm, I'm not going to flip out about anymore? Is when there's traffic on the highway and that person in front of you leaves like a four-car gap in front of them. I'm just pausing right now for anybody who just wanted to go like, Oh, I fucking hate that guy. I know. I fucking hate that guy too. We all hate that fucking guy unless you are that guy. Is anybody that guy? who listens to this podcast and for the sanity of the other 98% of the people on the planet, can you please explain your fucking rationale 
No, no, I'm not going to lose my shit. Can you please explain <laughs> your mindset as to why you feel that you have to leave that big of a gap? You know, and I was actually sitting behind this guy and I was starting to lose my shit. And I go, I'm not going to lose my shit. And I just said in my head, this guy, rather than saying he's texting, rather than saying he's a moron, I just said, this guy's gotten into a major accident and he broke his fucking hip and he doesn't want it to happen again. So he's letting other people go. Okay. Just fucking, and I hate that whole mentality. Like why? I mean, what, what are we actually saving? Huh? In the end of the day, I mean, what's, what's another car length? You know what it is? It's, it's soothing. Okay. It's, it's a cold drink of water on a hot summer's day just to move another fucking foot. All right. Can, you know what? That's what I'm going to do. Is it any, anybody out there? One of those fucking people? Can you explain, please explain to me why you do that? Maybe if I know why you do that, then I can actually understand you more as a person. And then I won't be beside myself because you don't see the world the way I do. How about that? Is that more mature? And while we're at it, People out here in L.A. who ride bicycles in those clusters of 20 fucking people like you're having a bike race that nobody else wants and nobody else knows about. Why do you feel that you're allowed to ride out in the road like that? I've asked cops. You're not allowed to do that. Or why do you ride side by side, the two of you, so you can shoot the shit and you're slowing people down behind you? I'm just asking, don't you feel it's a little hypocritical if you want the fucking car to share the road that you don't share the fucking road? And while we're at it, why are you dressed up with, like, sponsors on you? Like anybody's paying you to ride that fucking... Ah, Jesus Christ, there goes the temper. All right, let's get to some questions here for the week. Um, The Rose Bowl, everybody. Oh, dude, I'll tell you right now, if you're going to pick a beer to start the day with, I'm telling you, Miller High Life. Ah, you got to get it in the bottle. Oh, my God, the sun's just coming up. We got it at 7.04 in the fucking morning. It was freezing cold out. There was a frost on the fairways. I'm telling you guys, you got to fucking do this, okay? You don't got to go to the Rose Bowl. Fucking pick something that you and all your dumb guy friends do or you and all your dumb fucking women friends. Just You got to have that one thing you do every year. You got to have that. I don't give a fuck what kind of responsibility you got. You got to have that one fucking thing. So anyways, we got there. The frost was on the fucking fairways. I actually said this year when I got out, I said, hey, guys, 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 go take this in right here. This is the best part of the tailgate. It's the beginning. And this time tomorrow, you're going to wish that, that this fucking moment. Actually, no, because you'll be too hungover. Three days later, when you get all the poison out of your system, you're going to be fucking longing for that feeling. Dude, we get out of that truck, ear-to-ear fucking grins, and then... Bartnick's got this thing that he yells out to everybody, to the entire parking lot. Um, I don't want to say what it is because he yells it so fucking loud. And so far, nobody's ever found our fucking tailgate, which has been great because we make a spectacle of ourselves. Um, you got to do it. So anyways, the Rose Bowl. Let's let's read this thing here. Uh, Dear Billy Football. Uh, love the podcast. Your new special was nothing short of amazing. Thank you very much. And thank you, everybody who's been watching it, re-watching it, and telling other people to watch my new special. You people are all the same. I'm sorry. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry you feel that way. Oh, Jesus, Bill. Um, I really appreciate it because uh, this one has been getting the best response. And, uh, you know, that makes me look good with the people I'm in business with over there at Netflix. So uh, you guys did me a solid. I really appreciate it. All right. Um Anyways, anyways, here we go. Anyway, I had a question about your Rose Bowl outing last weekend. The game itself was great, 
from that opening Oregon drive when Mariota, I hope that's how you say his name. I didn't, it's two Heisman Trophy winners. I didn't even know their fucking names. I was so busy this year. I, I, and I was so hammered. I even had a fucking program. I had no idea. Uh, Mariota pitched it to the guy who somersaulted to the one-yard line after, and later completed the two-point conversion. Oh, that was great in the beginning. Um, to famous James flopping around, fumbling for an Oregon touchdown late in the third. It was just a great game, and I was thoroughly jealous you were there. You're obviously an Oregon uh, Ducks fan. Uh, my question is, can you share with us a couple of your favorite moments from this year's Rose Bowl? I kind of did that, but there's probably some more. I'm sure you had you and the goon squad you roll around with uh, got in some funny situations or conflicts. P.S. I saw Lawhead and Bartnick in Boston for the All Things Comedy Tour. They were great guys and had the pleasure of sitting with Bartnick at, at the bar while Jay crushed it on stage. Cool dudes. I would love to drink and smoke stokes with you all sometime. Happy New Year and go fuck yourself, you apron-wearing cunt. <laughs> Ah, that was a good one, you bastard. Um, I think I've already told the uh, the stories. Yeah, throwing the football, the food. I mean, I don't know. I was pretty sober, but I was kind of a consistent level, like, blacked out. Um, I don't know what it, what was it this year. Just the whole fucking thing. You know what's cool is watching a father with his two sons. And he was playing automatic QB and teaching his kid, the cornerback, to get inside, you know, inside the receiver. And uh, watching the big brother, older brother, fucking rivalry reminded me when I was a kid. I sat there smiling, drinking a beer. Probably looked like a pedophile, but I was actually thinking nothing but clean stuff. (laughs) Everybody looks like a pedophile now. Um, I don't know. I got to be honest with you. The whole fucking day is a goddamn blur. I remember most of the game. I did. I passed out a little bit in the first quarter for about a minute and a half football time, and then in the second quarter for about a minute and a half. But uh, other than that, you know, I crushed waters for the rest of the fucking game. I didn't have any beers afterwards because I had to drive. And that's by then, you know, we stayed there till like eight thirty, nine o'clock at night. So by then, I haven't drank in like eight hours. So I'm actually so sober, I'm fucking hungover at that point. Um. So, anyways, uh, Australian beaches, Bill. You talk about sharks and how they eat people constantly. Is this going to keep you out of the water in Australia? Ah, you know what? I'd love to say yes. But I know if we have time, my wife loves the ocean. And um, I got to be honest with you, man. I've never seen beaches like in Australia. Last time I was there, um, which was two years ago this past October, I was in Sydney. And we took we took a walk along the coastline, and um, and it was really rough waters and stuff. But it was so fucking beautiful. The only thing that stopped me was it was freezing cold out in the rough water, and I'm fucking terrified of you know. Yeah, you swim in an ocean; it's fucking alive. Okay, <laughs> you swim in a pool. There's nothing in there that can eat you. And then also, like, there's no like undercurrent, riptide, and all of that shit. You know, the ocean just doesn't itself doesn't decide that it wants to kill you. Um, Will I go into it? Yeah, probably, uh, but no more than up to my waist, and then I'll go back, and I'll be freaking out that there's something fucking swimming along there. Um, I do have to tell you, since flying helicopters, you can't believe what the fuck is out there just off the shore. Um, everything from, like, you know, 
a group of porpoises jumping out of the fucking water, which is cool to see. And then you'll just see some big fucking thing by itself. And you're like, was that a shark? Is that a whale? What the fuck is that? And you'll look like diagonally up, like, I don't know, about a half a mile. And there's a bunch of people sitting on surfboards waiting to fucking catch a wave. And uh, I am uh, I'm all set on that. I'm all fucking set on that. Um, so anyways, uh, baking. Hey, geez, I'm fucking tearing through these goddamn questions. Oh, no, we got 46 minutes in. Okay, plus I got some other topics I can talk about. Anyways, baking. Bill, I'm a 34-year-old husband and father of a two-year-old boy. I work hard and our family is doing well. The hard work does take a toll. And at the end of the day, I, had a hard, I have a hard time winding down because work is always racing through my mind. Hearing about you baking gave me the idea to try the same. Ah, Jesus. Look what I'm doing to men in this country. Here's another guy going to go buy an apron. Um, don't even listen to these fucking assholes. One of the coolest things you can do is go out in the kitchen and make a fucking killer goddamn meal. I swear to God. We, gave, we, we, we applauded Jason Lawhead more than we did those fucking teams the level this guy was cooking. All right? I guess it's more manly shit because it's out on an open flame. All of that type of shit, but whatever, dude. Put on a fucking apron, make a goddamn pie and pan, sear a fucking pork chop, and then talk to me. Anyways, at night, now after my kid goes to bed and my wife and I are hanging out, I'll make a bread or a pie. Every night, dude, you're going to be a house. He goes, I'm getting really particular about my techniques now and take pride in the little things. It's very zen. Absolutely. Uh, one in five or six baking sessions, I'll take a small hit off a joint, and it's a perfect evening. Thanks for exposing me to the idea and laughing at yourself when people on Twitter make comments about you being some type of Sally. <laughs> I got to be honest with you. That shit always makes me laugh. Anybody calls me twinkle toes or a Sally, that has always fucking made me laugh. I don't give a fuck. Um, and he says, anyways, it beats getting one of those small Japanese rock gardens from my desk. Thanks and go fuck yourself. Yeah, that's great, man. I would just be careful about making pies and bread every day. You'll be, you'll be, a, you'll be a fucking house. But um, I don't know, man. I'm actually going to try to learn some vegetarian main courses so I can offset everything else that I'm learning how to do. Like I want to learn how to make a fucking uh, a Sunday gravy. Um. Because I already know how to make pasta, homemade pasta, and I'm going to get a ravioli maker, and I'm going to do something like that, or make some rigatoni, rig a fucking Antony over there, and I'm going to, uh, I want to make a Sunday gravy or something like that, which I'm dying to do. Although I'm kind of afraid of canned tomatoes, because I know then they don't taste good, and they're also, they're really bad for you. And uh, all I have, I have two tomato plants out in my front yard, and... Uh, you know, what they yield, I fucking eat. I don't jar any of those things. But I'm just, I'm like a closet fucking Italian here because I actually want to get a decent number of tomato plants out in my front yard and then just fucking, you know, as they become ripe, obviously pick them. And then I was going to, you know, skin the fucking things and then mush them into a jar and then jar them and then have tomatoes for my sauce all fucking year. That's what I want to do rather than getting these fucking tomatoes that have been in cans for years. And God knows what they do to you, you know? You hear shit, right? So anyways, uh, congratulations, sir. It's a great thing to do. And any young people out there, all right? 
men and women. Women, cooking is a lost fucking art. I don't know why you guys ever stopped doing it. Nothing will shut your guy up fucking quicker than making him a great goddamn meal. Here, eat it and go fuck yourself. It's over. He's going to have that in his head. Now, this is not new information. Women knew that a long time ago. Then somewhere along the line when they started growing out their fucking snatch hair and they quit using deodorant and burning their bras, that whole fucking thing, uh, you know, they, 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 they forgot some good things. Like, hey, you know, make the guy a fucking sandwich every once in a while. Watch him shut the fuck up. He just won't do it. But anyways, guys, I'm telling you. I'm telling you right now. All right? I'm telling you. If I could fucking cook the way I cook now, back when I was a single fucking man, I just, it would have been over. One of my big regrets in life, I didn't learn how to make a pie crust until I was in a committed relationship. God damn it, what an asshole. Uh, girlfriend says, girlfriend keeps sex tape from previous relationship, everybody. All right, let's see where this one's going. Okay, oh, this, uh, this one has oh, Jesus written all over it. Hey, Bill, I've been listening for the past three years. I love the podcast, especially when you freak out and throw tantrums and call yourself out by name. He says in parentheses, oh, really, Bill? Yeah, I guess I do that. Those are the best ones. I have a situation. I got a situation that might be of interest to you. My girlfriend of almost a year has a sex tape. Uh, my girlfriend of almost a year has a sex tape with, with her previous boyfriend. What? In the past, she was very insecure and weak, very impressionable. I believe this is why she was ever talked into such a thing. But maybe I don't give her enough credit. I can accept that she made one in her past. Her experiences made her who she is. Oh, Jesus. However, she made the decision to keep this tape anyways after the fact. She says, I like keeping things that remind me of people and moments that made me smile, even if they were mistakes and didn't work out. Oh, go fuck yourself. Yeah, dude, why don't you try the same thing? Why don't you try the same thing? Oh, my God. What a fuck. You know, I got to I gotta almost stop and applaud her for that fucking line. She also says that she wants to watch this tape as she gets older because she will want to remember when she had a great body. He said, I kind of manipulated her into showing me this tape. What the fuck? By telling her that I think it's hot and that it might turn me on. She had only been shy about mentioning it, mentioning it in the past, kind of teasing. But maybe she was just afraid of my reaction and was testing how I was reacting. All right, this is my fear, sir. My fear is that your girlfriend is a freak and she keeps meeting guys that are not relationship guys. So now that... She's met you. You know, this is her own little fucking freak thing that she kind of keeps. And uh, I'm worried that she's going to be doing shit. And this guy's going to be doing stuff to her that you have not done or even thought about doing. Okay. In other words, I'm waiting for you. To, you I'm worried you're going to see a load on her face. All right. There. That's my concern. All right. When I saw it, I felt so repulsed. It was the unsexiest thing I've ever seen. Oh, all right. Well. Well, it went the other way. She was traumatized, too. Very traumatized. So I kept my cool and calmed her down before I had to head home. Wait a minute. 
So she pops this thing in. You guys are both horrified. And did she start crying? And then you shut it off and had to be like, no, no, it's no big deal. Well, you know, I'll call you tomorrow. (laughs) I don't mean to laugh, sir. But this is supposed to be a funny podcast, so I got to keep the comedy coming here. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. All right, here we go. Now she says that I act weird and that she is sorry that she hurt me, but she doesn't apologize about keeping this tape, nor have I asked her to. I think it's beside the point if she only does it to appease me. Oh, if she, if she has to get rid of it because she wants to, is what you're saying. Am I reacting out of a bruised macho ego? I could never imagine keeping a sex tape from another relationship while I'm in a new one. Yeah. I don't even keep the normal photos tagged on my Facebook. What's your advice? And maybe Nia can add her opinion too, since she might think I'm being possessive or judgmental. It would mean a lot to get your advice. Thanks a lot and go fuck yourself. Well, she's upstairs and you just heard I'm already driving her fucking nuts. Um... No, dude, you're not, you're not, this is completely fucked up. It's fucked up and it's weird that she would keep that fucking tape. It's fucking weird, dude. And like, come on, man. Can you imagine saying that to your girlfriend? Hey, I got a sex tape from the last woman I used to hook up with, but uh, I just keep it, you know, because I like to keep things for my past that, you know, remind me of things that I've done, even if they were my mistakes. But, you know, at the end of the day, it just kind of makes me smile. She it would, it would just be dead silence. She would just, she would be like, what the fuck did you just say? And then as you started to talk, she'd tell you to shut the fuck up as she proceeded to break up with you. Because that, to me, that that's like, it's, it's bizarre. This, is, this isn't fair because I'm reading this. I didn't hear how she said it. I don't know anything about her. But that's fucking bizarre. That's not, it's just not cool. Um, it'd be bad enough if you somehow found it. But at least she had the decency to keep it a secret. But the fact that she even fucking tells you about it, then it you know, just makes me smile. You know, like, like she has a fucking quilt her grandmother made. I don't know, dude. I don't think... I think you got to be like, look, you need to get fucking get rid of that thing. Okay, that's fucked up. Okay, and, and, and fuck your fragile state. Okay, fuck your state. What about my state? All right? Get rid of the fucking thing. That's what I would say, without all the fucks and the anger. Get rid of the fucking thing. I don't know, dude, that's fucking weird. All right. <laughs> Next one. Oh, wait, you know, let me read the last bit of advertising and then I'll I'll knock this one out. I'll bullshit some more and that'll be your podcast for the week. Oh, for fuck's sakes. Here we go. And I'm going to use LegalZoom when I do it. There you go. There. See, you you don't have to write copy for me. I fucking do it myself. I do it myself. All right. 22-year-old hitting on 26-year-old manager. What the fuck's wrong with that? 22-year-old hitting on his 20, on, on 26-year-old manager. There's nothing wrong with that. Hello, Bill. Long-time listener here. 
And I'm writing to you today for some advice. I'm a 23-year-old man and currently have the hots for a 26-year-old manager. Just a little background. She's originally from Louisiana and is smoking hot. Oh, I love her already. She just moved here around a year ago and always complains to me about being lonely because she does not know many people here in Cali. Fuck, dude. She's laying it right on the table for you. What is she going to do? Fucking throw her legs in the air? First of all, you said you're 22. Now you're telling me you're 23. Anyways, she's always being extra nice to me, like buying me buying lunches, always checking up on me and staying a while to chat and gives me the eyes from time to time. Where do you live in the country? You might be mistaking her southern house hospitality because you're used to some fucking cold East Coast women. The fuck are you looking at, you fucking douchebag? Right? And all of a sudden she comes up. You want a little napkin? Dude, she wants to suck it. <laughs> Just make sure it's not that. Anyways, um, me considering myself a pretty handsome guy, I was thinking if I have a shot, thinking if I have a shot or what? Come on, guys. I suck at reading. You got to proofread these things. I was thinking if I have a shot or am I just over my head here? No, you're not. Totally have a shot. Just this New Year's, she was constantly complaining about she had no invitations to New Year's. Dude, this woman is throwing it at you. So me making a joke, since I also did not have any plans, said, hey, maybe we should hang out and get and drink some wine. You think I can have a shot? If so, how would I go about hanging out at her place? I live with my parents. Ah, oh, Jesus. Or am I taking her kindness for flirting? Oh, Jesus, dude. Jesus, we got to get you in the game. Thanks again, Bill. Great seeing you at the Eight House. Uh, All right. Hey, dude. You know what we got to do? You know what I'm going to do right now? I'm going to make you. you, I got to get you to stand up straight. Okay? Don't ever say maybe. You know, maybe we should. uh, There's no maybe. You got to tell her. Let's hang out. Don't say it like that. Hang out, you dumb bitch. Don't say it like that. You Yeah, just tell her, let's hang out. Let's have some fucking wine. Let's hang. What do you want to do? I'll show you around town. I'll say that. I'll show you around town. Then you're the fucking friend. Jesus Christ, have I been in a relationship this fucking long? I would just fucking come up to her and just say, listen, wait, she's your manager? Who gives a fuck, dude? You're 23. Have you fucked a manager yet? You got to fuck one boss. And see what that does to your fucking professional and personal life. You, you learn that lesson. You'll be a better man because of it. You just got to fucking. She's already throwing it at you. You got to tell her you're going to hang out. Then you got the fucking out too. Because she's your boss. Be like, hey, we can't do, get too fucking hot and heavy here. Because uh, the whole business thing, right? Plus she's three, four years older than you. You know what I mean? I think she's just looking for somebody to fucking hang out with. And uh, give her a nice one. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Jesus Christ, Bill. That was fucking. That was very piggish. It was very piggish, but you're totally in the game, okay? She's smoking hot. She's got that southern accent. This is fucking killing. It's killing me right now that you're not banging her yet, all right? And you know what? Whoever fuck any fucking woman who's offended by saying that too, that I said that, all right? Jesus Christ. Can they fucking bitch anymore? Good Lord. Every fucking two days on the internet, there's another article about what men are doing wrong. I'm going to give women in general advice and stop rolling your fucking eyes at me. Okay, you're getting makeup all over your eyebrows. All right, listen to me. This is what you need to do. 
Stop telling men that you don't give a fuck anymore about what they think, okay? The mere fact that you're taking the time to do that means you give a fuck. Just, just fucking do your own shit. If you're sick of guys running shit, start your own shit for the life of me. I don't know why they don't go out and start their own shit more often. Look at, look at, look at the fucking women, I guess in my business. I can think of like three right now who's fucking, rather than sitting around, there's no good roles for women. They sat down, wrote a fucking script and got the fucking thing made. And now they're calling the shots. That's what you do. Actually, man, man or woman, that's what the fuck you do. But this whole fucking bullshit where you, you sit there and you say what's wrong with your life by criticizing the other sex, all that. Okay, uh, my recorder shit the bed or God is a feminist. Um, pick either one. I, uh, I just listened to the beginning of the podcast and heard that I did say June 5th instead of January 5th. So I'm sure you guys are all attacking me on Twitter now and enjoying making fun of me yet again this year. Uh, Happy New Year to everybody. Go fuck yourselves up. We have a wonderful week. Peace.